You're listening to Doctrine and Duty, podcast of Brian Ray, Senior Pastor of Alexander Baptist Church in Chesapeake, Virginia, where biblical theology meets everyday Christian life. Greetings, beloved, and welcome to another episode uh, of our podcast, Doctrine and Duty. What a delight it is to be with you again, and it's really a delight anytime we as the people of God fellowship with God through His Word. And of course, even though I'm here in my office all by my, my lonesome, all by myself, just knowing that you're going to be listening to this, there is a a unique fellowship and bond that we share as a result of looking at the Word of God together, even though we're looking at it obviously at a different time in a different time frame. Well, <clears throat> we are continuing uh, our study of the abstract of principles, and the second section is the section entitled "God." This section reads: "There is but one God, the Maker, Preserver, and Ruler of all things, having in and of Himself all perfections." and being infinite in them all. And to Him all creatures owe the highest love, reverence, and obedience. We have many different uh, statements of faith or uh, doctrinal statements, confessions, creeds, that have been written uh, over the last several hundred years. Um, I know for Southern Baptists we utilize and rely heavily upon what's called the Baptist Faith and Message uh, 2000 Statement of Faith. And in that, there is a section uh, entitled God. There Actually, their section two is God, but then they break it up into an ABC, God the Father, God the Son, and God the Holy Spirit. Uh, whereas the Abstract of Principles uh, just provides us with section two on God, and then section three on the Trinity. And both of those statements are fairly brief. Uh, the Baptist Faith and Message spells it out in a little bit greater detail. But it begins, it says, There is one and only one living and true God. He is an intelligent, spiritual, and personal being, the creator, redeemer, preserver, and ruler of the universe. You can already see the influence of the abstract principles upon the Baptist Faith and Message with that last statement. God is infinite in holiness and all other perfections. Again, very much relying upon the abstract principles. God is all-powerful and all-knowing. His perfect knowledge extends to all things, past, present, and future, including the future decisions of His free creatures. To Him we owe the highest love, reverence, and obedience. Do you see that they have borrowed heavily from the abstract principles? Whenever we think about uh, God, uh, whenever we think about the Lord, we are drawn to think about our relationship to Him and our relationship with Him. And I really want to encourage us today uh, to think about that relationship and, and to remember um, that when we talk about a relationship with the Lord, we're talking much more than just the idea that there is a God. As a matter of fact, I think one of the strongest uh, arguments for that comes from a, a book in the New Testament called the book of James. And in James chapter 2, uh, verse 19, this verse has been used by many uh, over the over the last uh, several hundred years. But in James 2, 18, it says, But someone will say, You have faith and I have works. Show me your faith apart from your works, and I will show you my faith by my works. You believe that God is one, you do well. Even the demons believe and shudder or tremble. It's very interesting as we consider where our current... Uh, 
culture is and world is. There are a lot of people who are who would classify as agnostics or atheists, not not knowing if you can believe that there's a God, and then just absolutely rejecting a belief in God. And yet, the Word of God tells us that the demons themselves actually have pretty good theology. They actually know that there is one God. Uh, they are not uh, believers. In, they're not polytheists. Demons do not believe there are many, many gods. Uh, they would reject all of the Greek gods and goddesses, all of the Roman gods and goddesses, and they would believe in the same one God that we believe in. And yet, we know that demons aren't saved. They're not redeemed. <laughs> they're not children of God. So we understand that there must be more than just this belief that there is a God. As a matter of fact, when Jesus speaks to his disciples, in John chapter 14, after they have learned via Jesus that he is going away from them, that one of them will deny him, that one of them will betray him. After that, Jesus shares John 14, 1 through 6, where he says, I am the way, the truth, and the life, and no one comes to the Father except through me. But prior to that, he says, um, basically, that their hearts are broken, their hearts are hurting. And then he gives the cure for that, the cure for our sin and everything else. He says, you believe in God and you also believe in me. He's not making a statement that, hey, you guys have believed in God and you guys have believed in me. He's giving actual imperatives or commands. He says, you believe in God and believe also in me. So in order to have a relationship with the Father, we have to understand that there must also be a relationship with the Son. In order to believe that there, uh, in order to fully have a relationship with the Father, we must go through the Son. The Son is the avenue by which we might be saved, by which we might go to heaven, by which we might have a relationship with the Father. And so anyone can have a head knowledge that there is a God. But the only way to be saved, redeemed, is to also believe and accept by faith that Jesus Christ is the one and only Son of God who died on the cross and who also rose from the dead. So, when we think about those things, uh, we see that the Scripture provides us with great clarity about not only who God is, but how it is that we might have a relationship with Him. And, and as we are considering the subject matter, remember this is a podcast entitled Doctrine and Duty. And so as we consider the doctrine of God, there is but one God, the maker, preserver, and ruler of all things, having in and of himself all perfections and being infinite in them all. And to him all creatures owe the highest love, the highest reverence, and the highest obedience. I want to caution you um, away from the idea that theological knowledge somehow makes you superior to others. I have come across many people in my ministry who believe that they have a superior knowledge because they know more about the Bible or know more of the Bible than other people do. Maybe they have read books. Maybe they have read articles. Maybe they have read theological books. Maybe they have uh, attained and amassed and acquired all sorts of uh, theological knowledge and content, and they have all sorts of data about the Lord and about His Word, and they know all of these great doctrines and truths. Yet, there is no real life change there. Their life is stale. Their life is stagnant. Their life uh, is void of, of joy and peace and purpose. But they know their Bible, and they know all about God. And so as we consider doctrine and duty, there must be that balance to where we know all about God, but we know God. We know Him. He knows us. We are known 
by him as his children. And so our first duty is to make certain that we are his children, to make certain that we are saved, to make certain that we have not trusted in someone or something other than Jesus for our salvation. Many people over the years, thousands of years, have believed in their good works, they've believed in their baptism, their church membership, uh, all sorts of things to, to somehow, in their minds, qualify them for a relationship with God. And yet we understand that the Scripture rejects all of that. All of these things, good works and baptism and doing the right thing, and all, I mean, all of these things are great. Joining the church, being a part of the church, giving of your tithes and offerings, these are great things, but these come after salvation. So ours is not a salvation of works or a salvation by works. It is a salvation that works. The salvation comes first, and the works follow suit. So where are you on this continuum of owing to God the highest love, the highest reverence, and the highest obedience? As the children of God, God has called us to be His faithful followers. And though we are sinners saved by grace, and though we are sinners who will still sin, and though we are sinners who one day will no longer sin because of our eternal presence in heaven with the Lord, there is this daily duty of loving the Lord your God with all of your heart, mind, soul, and strength. And it is a joyful duty. And it is a joyful duty to reverence, respect, and stand in awe of God. And we don't just do that by, by the clothes we wear or how we enter into the church building. I mean, our, our perspectives on these things have been really way off uh, over the last several years. But we reverence God by our hearts and by our attitudes and by our choices and our actions, by our morals and our ethics, and uh, on and on the list could go. So as we worship the Lord, remember it's more than just what we do on Sunday mornings. It's how we live our lives for the glory of God. And then obedience. We should take great joy, not pride, but joy in being obedient. And we need to remember that to obey is better than to sacrifice, that we are the people of God, and we're called to obey the Lord's Word. And so the doctrine of God should really and truly uh, propel us in our relationship with Christ. It should influence us. It should affect us. It should infect us. It should uh, energize us. It should quicken our spirits. It should empower us to live for the glory of God. And we as the people of God should be so thankful that God would allow us to be His children and to be His followers and to join Him in eternity forever and ever. Hey, listen, um, that concludes our podcast for today. I just want to tell you I love you, and I'm thankful for you. Uh, I do hope you are a part of a Bible-believing church. Uh, I know there's there are a lot of churches out there, sadly, where um, the Bible is not preached and taught. Um, there is not a reverence and respect for God or His Word. And, and I just want to tell you, don't, don't, don't settle. Don't settle in your church membership and church attendance. Um, find that spot where God is glorified. There are some good churches left out there. I know you're maybe wondering. There are some good pastors out there. I know you're maybe wondering. And uh, we'd love to have you at Alexander Baptist Church. Love to have you join us. So anyways, have a great day. I love you. You take care. And we'll see you the next time on Doctrine and Duty. You've been listening to Doctrine and Duty, a podcast of Alexander Baptist Church, located at 4316 Pamela Court, Chesapeake, Virginia. Join us Sundays at 10 a.m. And find us online at abch.com. 
www.thepeopleofgod.org.